Just then, Reverend Brown walked into the courtroom and up to the council table. He stood beside Jack with his hands humbly crossed behind his back. Jack's mouth dropped open, but then he gathered himself. He took hold of Rev's shoulder and gave it a warm squeeze. Jack then looked at Judge Hull for direction. Judge Hull squinted at Rev over his half-glasses and said, "'I assume you're Reverend Brown?' "'I am,' Rev replied. The two men quietly regarded each other for a few seconds. Then a little smile played around the corners of the judge's grizzled lips. "'You're a pretty brave man, suing the biggest newspaper in the state.' Rev continued to meet the judge's eyes impassively. Finally, Judge Hull rested his chin on his liver-spotted hand and asked, "'Are you standing in front of me because you got something to say?' "'Yes, Your Honor, I got something to say,' Rev replied. He proceeded to tell the judge about his vision. But he explained that now it couldn't be fulfilled, because the remaining property owners in the four-block area won't sell to him. Rev said that the vision had been stained by the false accusations in the bulletin article. "'Your Honor, sir, I got to be given the opportunity to prove that I'm no slumlord or tax cheat. If I don't get to do that, well then, I got nothing to live for.' But, Yana, if you let me show that I've been doing the Lord's work all along, then me and the church, we can get back to doing what we're supposed to do, working to fulfill the vision God gave me. We've been entrusted to build a holy tabernacle in the middle of what some call a slum. But, Judge, there's good people in that neighborhood in Brighton. And there's sinners, too, but all them people need to hear the gospel and to be served. When the tabernacle is built, it will serve all the people in need in that poor area. But, Judge, sir, without the rest of the properties the church needs, that tabernacle's just a vision. During Rev's exposition, Ted Schweibel tried to object. The first time he stood up and almost shouted that this was highly irregular and without notice, and plaintiffs were not allowed to present oral testimony at a hearing on defendant's 12b6 motion. The judge said, yeah, 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 and asked him to sit down because he wanted to hear what Reverend Brown had to say. The second time, Ted pounded his fist on the council table as he stood up, but before he got further than, I strenuously object, Judge Hold cut him off and told him to keep his seat. Schweibel started to rise a third time, but Ed Johnson restrained him by grabbing Ted's right arm with both hands and pulling Ted back into his seat. Ted had allowed two associates, one law clerk, and two interns to come to the motion hearing and sit in the gallery. They were biting their knuckles to keep from bursting out laughing at their boss's exasperation. When Rev finished speaking, the preacher and the judge looked deeply into each other's eyes. The Revs were so dark brown the pupils and irises couldn't be distinguished. The judges were a dim and bleary gray-blue with deep circles under them. The judge finally broke what almost looked to Jack like a stare-down contest. He nodded respectfully at Rev, slowly picked up his gavel, and wrapped it once with surprising force. Defendant's motion is taken under advisement, the judge said sharply. Then he stood up and walked out of his courtroom. Rev looked around the court for the first time. He admired the craftsmanship of the aged marble flooring, solid oak council tables, and the wood-paneled witness stand and judicial bench. Jack gathered up his papers to put them back in his briefcase. The bailiff walked over and stood deferentially off to Jack's side. Jack turned and asked if the bailiff needed something. The bailiff looked to be in his mid-thirties, well-built, probably played linebacker in high school, Jack thought. He said to Jack, "'Mr. Ross, I just wanted to shake your hand. I was in middle school when Sheridan played Greenfield High, and you set the record on our new field for most yards gained from scrimmage. You were one heck of a running back.' "'Maybe things aren't looking so bad for the visiting team after all,' Jack thought. 
He extended his hand and warmly shook the bailiffs.